Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Jesse Moore, and welcome to Icon Leadership Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Icon Leadership Podcast. I know this show is about leadership, but uh, about two weeks ago, I had a young lady on uh, that uh, was an author. She was a coach, a writing coach. So I wanted to bring in an uh, uh, author of a book, and he just happened to be my uh, my father-in-law. So let's just go ahead and welcome Mr. Jerry Hyde. Hi, Jerry. How you doing today? I'm just fine, thank you. Uh, Jerry, man, I really appreciate you being on the show today. Uh, I really didn't think that we were going to turn to, you know, writing, you know, and, and, and being an author, uh, uh, you know, talking about being an author and everything. But, you know, uh, I know that you're an author, and I had uh, the young lady on the show about two weeks ago. And you know what? I, I was saying that, you know, it would be nice to have you on and so, you know, to glean from you and tell me about how uh, you got into, you know, writing a book. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you having me. Sure, uh, no problem. And it, this uh, book writing thing, uh, uh, I farmed this for years. Uh, but initially, um, in the first grade at Bruceville Elementary School there on Interstate 35, um, I had a first grade teacher. Her name was Reisinger. And uh, we'd eat lunch, go play after lunch. And then come back in and relax, and she would read stories to us. And she was so wonderful. She, she uh, enunciated her words so well, and, and uh, just, she just brought us into the whole story. I mean, stories like Hansel and Gretel and mm-hmm. Robin Hood, stuff like that. Right. But she, I was so mesmerized by her, and uh, I... I I just learned to read and, and developed a love for reading, and, and I've done that all my life. And um, I've always wanted to be a published author right. of a book. Uh, so I started oh, after I um, retired from my plumbing business. I, I started writing, mm-hmm. and I started writing um, about my personal life and and after a month or two or three, I realized it probably wouldn't be too many people want to read about my personal life. <laughs> <laughs> Never can tell. No, no. So I decided to interject my personal life into a fiction book. Okay. And um, so the, the book that I wrote is fiction, and it's a hard book to read because there's some, there's some parts in it that are pretty tough because mm-hmm. a, a three-year-old child was murdered in it. And so it's kind of, it's kind of a harsh, hard book. Mm-hmm. But it's, 
I'm very proud of it, and mm-hmm. it, I, I've had great reviews from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, we've even sold some books. So. Oh, we're good. <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. But um, so, uh, and my life is in this book. Mm-hmm. It, there's, I just showed you a picture just a few minutes ago of a little old place over there that uh, is a part of my life, just right down the road from here. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh that's that's also in the book. Uh, it uh, there's other parts in the book that are uh, that's my life right. also. Right. And um, so um, it's published and it has uh, been on Amazon for uh, uh, a little over a year now, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we're we're proud to, we're proud of it. Oh, great! So tell me, so. Are you writing another book now, or you're... I have started. You started? Okay. Yes, I have started. I'm okay. about a third of the way through of a sequel to this book. Oh, oh, great. Oh, uh, wow. I don't know if I'm going to finish it, to, to be honest with you, but uh, I uh, might. Right. I got it. So, so does writing energize you, or does it exhaust you? Because you say might. You might finish. Yeah. So t- tell me about that part. Well, no, it energizes me. Okay. I, I right. love to do it. Right. The problem is uh, you, I'm just a one-man little old guy down here in Waco, Texas. I'm not uh, James Patterson or any of those guys. Now, those guys, all they have to do is write something down on a piece of paper and stick it out, and everybody buys it. Right. And then everybody says, hey, James is putting out his new book, you know, that sort right. of thing. And because – I'm uh, uh, just a small fish in a big pond. Right. And I, I didn't anticipate being on the number one book writer's list of New York Times. Sure. Uh, but uh, I thought it was a little different. But it's not unlike the the United States that we live in. Uh if you're a if you're a big name, it's easier for you to get your stuff out there. Sure. And I'm not putting that down. I'm not saying sure, anything no, no, negative about that. I'm just right. saying that it's it's more difficult if you're a small fish right, to right. get out. So I was a little disappointed that I, I, it didn't get didn't uh, take off. Like didn't take off as I had hoped that it would. Right, right. But uh, it's very readable. It's very good. Right, and. Uh, it is on Amazon, so right. Okay, we're well, good. Tell me this. So, so you writing, man. So you've been writing this book for for some time. So what stopped you from, you know, just sitting down? Because some people they can write a book in what a week, maybe, or you know. Yeah. But those are the uh-huh. ones. So, so tell me, how did you pace yourself, or or, or what with this book? Um, I. The, the hard part of this endeavor uh-huh. is convincing yourself that you're going to be able to do it. Right. It's not an easy task because you have to sit there for hours. And uh, if you're not real computer literate and know the keyboard as well as most people, like right. my wife, she's, she knows the keyboard real well. <laughs> right. But so I wasn't sure if I would, could complete this. Right. I, uh, uh, so, surely, uh, I wrote this book 
three months before I ever told her that I was even writing it. And the reason being, I didn't want to say, hey, I'm writing a book, and then I not finish, finish it. it. Right, right. So, I get that. I get yeah. that. So that, that was, that, and, but once I started writing it, yes. it just sort of flowed. Right. And it was really, I, I was really amazed at how it, the ideas just popped out of my head, and it just flowed. Sure. And, and um, I was very pleased with that. Well, good. You know, I think that, you know, one of the reasons why, you know, I, I, I wanted you to come on this, this, this podcast is because, you know, a lot of leaders, you know, they have a desire to write books, mm-hmm. you know. And so and and I think their journey, you know, uh, you know, writing and putting their journey in a book, you know, could really help someone else. You know, and so that's why one of the reasons why I got mm-hmm. you on, you know, that's a that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So tell me, man, what is what is your 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 kryptonite when when it's time for you to start writing? Uh, well, initially, I, I started writing about my life mm-hmm. and I reached. I know, you know, you know, quite a bit about my life, you know, that. Uh, I had a wayward dad who who probably never grew up, and there was eight kids, mm-hmm. and so uh, we moved around a lot, a whole lot. Right. Um, uh, I like to tell people. I don't like to tell people, but I tell people if they ask me, "Where'd you grow up?" I tell them, "Well, every time the rent came due, we had to move." <laughs> right. <laughs> there is some truth to that. Right. But, I, I get it. Man. <laughs> <yes>. Wow. <laughs> but um, so. Um, the uh, part about sitting down and writing in that book, initially about my family, I reached a point in, in that part, and, and it was just difficult. The area of my life at that time was very difficult. It was a difficult time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I shut down for a while, and I decided I, uh, that I just wouldn't, wouldn't be able to do it. Right, and then I had an uh, uh, whatever you call it, an epiphany or whatever. Right, uh, about an idea for for a book, a fiction book, and it really impressed me. So I took that idea and began working on it, and oh. and and actually com- completely finished the book, uh, and and very proud of the fact that I was set there and completed this this uh, endeavor so you're saying that the that you know writing about your life was just a little bit too hard there uh there were some uh, difficult times in our life uh, right with uh, eight children a wayward dad an angel for a mother right uh some difficult times and and this particular time uh Again, it was in the. It, it was when I was in the sixth grade, uh, the first grade at uh, um, uh, Bruce Willetti. Right. That, and I just shut down there and quit writing at that point because of what had happened in our family, and it was painful for me. And it, it and it seemed like when I when I wrote it uh, or typed it in and reread it, it was just so difficult to to uh, accept I, I just could hardly accept it so i shut down completely right and, yeah so so you couldn't write without crying exactly right yeah i get it I you get know it. i'm a yeah. big cry baby I, <laughs> yeah. a hopeless sentimentalist <laughs> <laughs> so you uh okay so 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 you're trying to tell you you're telling me that you know in order to be a 
great writer, you your your emotions play a big role. Oh, 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 yeah, yes, of course, yeah. That, as I've said, the there's a lot of my life in this book, and uh, uh, being raised in Waco, Texas, one of the greatest cities in the world in the '50s and '60s and '70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a young person to grow up in, uh, and it was it was so uh, such such a big emphasis on my life, mm-hmm. the city, see Waco, and what my cousin Ronnie Coates, mm-hmm. uh, who lived right around the corner here, uh, during that time in, in my life, uh, we were I think we were about twelve then. Mm-hmm. But we did all kinds of stuff, and it was just fun. We just had a great time. Right, right. So tell me, if you could tell, you know, Jerry at the age of 25 about writing, what would you, what you, what would you tell him, a younger you? A person at that age, now, and especially at my age, at that age for me, mm-hmm. I had a, a daughter, and I was trying to raise a family, and it, uh, in order to write a book at that time, would have been impossible for me. Mm-hmm. If if you have if you have the time, if you can invest that time at that age, that's wonderful. But I could never do that because of just trying to, to raise a family. Raise, raise a family. family. Yes. So, what's uh, a good writing age? You would say, in uh, well, people. Uh, I read a, was reading a, a, the other day, and a guy did not pick up a pen until he was 70 uh, to, and to begin to write. Of course, I was 75 when I started, right. started writing. But uh, the time is, is dependent on the type of person that, that, that they are, you know, and what they, uh, how they can handle that. If their time is... Uh, Useful for them. Sure, sure. So, so tell me. So, what was your uh, man? So, there was a mm-hmm. lot of authors. You know, you've read. A, you you like to read. Yes. So, who's uh-huh. the best author? Wilbur, that you think? Uh, Stephen Smith. Uh, he writes uh, uh, Egyptian books. He 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 lived in Africa. Still lives in Africa, and mm-hmm. he's, he's probably written. 30, 40 books, but he wrote a book uh, in the name of River God, and it's about the Egyptians back in uh, the Egyptian times, and uh, he's, he's a tremendous author, tremendous author. Mm. Uh, I've read every one of his books. In fact, I have his books, but uh, River God is the best. It's the best book I've ever read. In fact, I've read it twice, and it's over a thousand pages. It's a difficult read, but it's, you know, it's a wonderful book, right? Wilbur, uh, Stephen Smith. Stephen Smith. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you. So when you're writing, so do you go? Okay, so you're writing. So you're saying that uh, your wife did not know anything about the first book. You mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. wrote it, you know. Right. So, but does she know you're writing the second book? Yes. So yeah. how do you make time between writing and spending time with her? How do you do that? 
How do you balance the two? We're both retired, so we're kind of looking at each other every, <laughs> every day, all day. Right. So uh, a little break is probably good for her, and a little break is definitely good for me. But, but I would I would just go into the bedroom where our computer is and, right. and, and, and write. And just, and sometimes I'd stay in there three hours. Sometimes I'd stay in there eight hours. Wow. And, uh and she did not know at the time that I was writing this book. For three months, I wrote on this book before I told her, uh, because I was convinced at that time that I could finish it. Right. I didn't want to brag to her that I'm the big writer, you know. And, right. Right. And then fail. So. No, I get that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So, uh, man, wow. <laughs> because it, I understand standing in at the computer. You know, I, I'm not one to just sit there at my computer. You know, uh, day in and day out, because mm-hmm. I know some people that work on their podcast, you know, when as soon as they get home from work, you know, mm-hmm. they're 100 percent working on the next material on the next person, mm-hmm. the next you know person they're going to interview. You know, and sometimes yeah. it's just it's kind of hard for me to just sit there and just do that. You know, some people, you know, have that yeah. that about them. So tell me, as, as a writer, man, so what does uh, success look like for you? Success is when I opened that box and the publisher had sent me copies of my book. And I opened that box and there it was, my book, printed uh, with the hardcover and my name on it. Right. And everything inside of those pages, there's 300 pages, everything inside of those pages, I had, I put that there. I'm the one who wrote that book from cover to cover. And right. uh, it's kind of impressive uh, I think for an old guy like me, you know. Who's <laughs> Just period, yeah. And been, been running pipes all his life. So Right, yeah. right. So, you know, do you put any research in? I know that you write fiction, but sometimes uh, do you, you know, does, re- does that require research? It does. It does? It does. What type of research do yeah. you think? Well, uh, for some reason, the reason I... Um, well, it's set in um, Mount Vernon, Texas, mm-hmm. and the reason uh, people have asked me, why didn't you just write it about Waco? Mm-hmm. And that's a good question. Uh, but there's the football player Don Meredith played. He was from Mount Vernon, Texas, and he went to uh, SMU, graduated from SMU, and went to play for the Dallas Cowboys and uh, uh, quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love to watch that guy play and love to watch him when he later was on uh, Monday Night Football. I'm, I just admired him so and liked him. He was just a guy who played for the fun of the game. Right. And and um, so I, I, if I decided years ago, if I ever wrote a book, I was going to include Don Meredith in it. So that's where <laughs> that's where Mount Vernon came from. Now, I don't much know much about Mount, Mount Vernon. So right. I had to do some research Got about it. the area. Got it. And also, uh, one part of the book has something about the radio station. I had to go back in time to... So this, this the book is set in the 60s. So I had to go back in time to find out what station was, uh, what the radio station was there. And it was KBXI uh-huh. in uh, Mount Vernon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, there, you know, I had to do a, a little bit of uh, research. Right. It, do you look at writing as a spiritual, you know, practice? Uh, absolutely, you know, uh, absolutely. It's uh, it 
to this day, one of the regrets in my life is that I didn't go back and find Mrs. Rossinger and tell her what a, a, a big impression she made on me in my life and how it affected, it affected my whole life. Uh, just uh, uh, learning, listening to her reads and, and being so mesmerized by her reading that it impressed me my entire life. Right. So, That's a teacher, y'all. Just yeah, a teacher. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so when you're, you had to write this book because several, uh, when you're writing this book, you had to do edit. What all did you edit out? Uh, that is the, if there's a weak point in this book, it's the editing because I did the editing myself and there's mm -hmm. mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I had a, um, uh, professional editor reviewed the book. Right. And they gave me a, uh, the, she said that she would give me the maximum five stars because it was a wonderful book, except for the edit. Some of the, there were some misspelled words. There's sure. Mostly it was um, uh, abbreviations and quotation marks left out or something like that. So, right. Because I, I edited myself. I, I went through it 12 times. <laughs> and um, and I found, every time I found something, finally I said, I've had it. So That's I, told, I told the publisher, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he did. Right. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So, man. So how did you select the names of your characters that was in the book? From... Friends and acquaintances I have over the years. I had a list of them, and as I needed a character, the next on the list would become a character, would become the character. So I have close friends. I have um, uh, one, one of my close friends might not be my friend anymore because I put them <laughs> in a different life than they, than they might have liked. <laughs> but it's that, just a book. It's fiction, man. <laughs> exactly. <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> So if you wouldn't be writing writing books, man, what would you be doing? Uh, gosh, you know, I, I, I've got this shop and I work in it all the time. Uh, right. In addition to this. And so I've got, I can't sit still hardly. I, I can sit still and write. That's not a problem for me. Right. But uh, television, I don't you know, I can watch it some. And, right. Uh, but uh, I like to I like to be doing something. Right, yeah, I like to be doing something. I get it. Yeah. So you get book reviews. So do you? How do you deal with criticism? Or have uh, you had any on this? But yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. 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 One one person uh, writing uh, said that they had to p to put the book down because of the uh, violence toward the little three year old child who was murdered. I mean, it, uh, it, and it, 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 it's, it's a rough, it's a rough take there. It mm -hmm. really is. And, uh, but it is, uh, the, the big, uh, editor or the reviewer said that that is due to life today. Things like Absolutely. that happen. Absolutely. And, and so, um, uh, it, of course you want to see somebody say, Hey boy, ho. Oh, and I had them, I had them come out of the woodwork and say, God, this is a great book. I 
couldn't put it down, you know, that sort of thing. Right, so, right. But this one person said they just had to leave it alone because of that particular I get it. thing. Because some people yeah. just can't take that kind of stuff. It's, exactly. There's certain TV shows I won't watch yeah, because it's exactly. just too violent and it just makes you, mm-hmm. I mean, just, you know, makes you very emotional. Yes. So what is, so <laughs> what was the hardest scene in that book for you to write? That was the hardest. Uh, without, without, without telling everybody about it. Yeah, that was, that was very difficult. Uh, see, uh, um, the, I had a, my daughter Tammy was blonde-headed and young. and uh, I mean, she was three years old at one point in her life. Mm-hmm. And the little girl in the book was three years old. And... So uh, I had one friend of mine said, gosh, I didn't know that happened to you. And, uh, and I said, oh, no, that didn't happen to me. Right, it's fiction. <laughs> this is fiction. Right. But uh, so that put together with the, um, the, the, in, the judge in the trial uh, warned the people in the audience that tomorrow may be a very difficult day to listen to. Because it was going to, we were, the pathologist was going to explain what happened to the three-year-old wow. child in the in the courtroom, right? And the the judge forewarned the people you might not want to listen to this, right? Wow, that's so so, so yeah, real, yeah, you, yes. absolutely. Yeah. And his wife, his wife had never been to uh, court. The judge's wife, right? And she came that day, and she. That, Oh, yes. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. it I got it. I got it. Man, you mm-hmm. guys, you want the book. What's the name of the book? Tell me again. Was she crying for me? Right. right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was she crying for me? That's going to be, that's, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. So, so do you ever Google yourself? No. No, no I don't. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. You might want to try that to see no. if you're, see if you're in there and see, <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> uh, no, I've never done that. So <laughs> if you would give up one thing. So that you can write all day, would you give something up, or you're just not that interested in it? Or tell me about it. I I am interested in it, uh, you know, uh, but giving something up, I, I don't believe I could do that. <laughs> I, I'm I'm such a, f- a fortunate person. I, right. I, I, I raised by a great mother and and uh, have a great family, a wonderful family. Right. And uh, so. Uh, uh, I I don't believe I could just give that up. Like I could that. give anything up. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. Tell me about the family. How does the family feel about your career as a writer? Oh, my, I've got two wonderful sisters. Uh, one lives in Tyler, and one lives in, in Burleson. And and uh, they contact me and say, Jerry, we're waiting on the next book. Hurry up, or I'm, I can't wait any longer. You know, <laughs> just. Uh, uh, Wonderful family. I, there was eight of us. Four have passed away, mm-hmm. and there's four of us left, and uh, we're very close and um, um, very wonderful, very, very wonderful family. We're good. We're good. So tell me, uh, do you believe in writer's block? Have you gotten it? <laughs> I, yeah, I did, yeah. It, somewhere in the middle uh, of writing, I... Uh, just I had no ideas wow. for, for two weeks. I, I, I just didn't ha- I, it just didn't come to me. And then um, 
one day I sat down and, and it started coming again and then just rolled on and on. And just so, kept going. Yeah, kept going. Uh-huh. What advice would you give a, a young writer? Um, make sure that you get a, a publisher who is willing to help you. Um, that's, and believe me, they're hard to find because I looked and looked and looked. I settled on one, and they weren't very good. <laughs> they, oh, wow. They, they gave me what I wanted. Uh, they, they published a book and gave it to me. Of course, I paid for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, with me being just so, you know, they knew that at my age, in the late 70s, that I probably wasn't going to do but one book. So what the heck? We'll, just do, <laughs> we'll try to get, we'll take his money and try to get this guy um, uh, a book. And, uh, but we're not going to tr- help him much marketing. When they started, to, when the marketing started after uh-huh. the completion of the publication, um, they just sort of left me out in the cold. So Okay, so you got to make sure you have a good publisher. Make sure you have a good publisher, yes. All right, right. Uh, right yeah. good. So as you're writing this book, it's fiction. What is God telling you? What was God telling you at that time? It's, um, we are a family of believers and uh, God is uh, uppermost in all of our lives uh, without uh, without him and his leadership right a person I don't know how a person exists right without that and uh, so yes it's it, 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 he's the most vital part of our lives right so did you get a was you writing? Did he give you some kind of revelation on saying, "Okay, there, uh, this story might take a little bit." Go okay. ahead. All okay. right. Okay. All right. I did a a job in uh, Ennis, the Texas Motorplex, uh, between Waxahachie and Ennis, and occasionally I would have to drive over on Forty Five Highway Forty Five, and there was a plumbing wholesale house there and I'd buy material it, as you turn on the 45 out of Ennis there's a sign that says prayer garden here uh, next exit and you know be, being busy and running all the time I said well I'm gonna stop there someday 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 someday, someday. so I did finally and I went in there and I sat down uh, I walked around and it was so so well kept and, and the guy who uh uh, on the property, lived just up the, the hill. It was set up on a hill. Mm-hmm. And he, I guess, took care of the property. Obviously, he did, because it was very nice. But on the, there was a plaque on, on, on one tree, and it said, um, Behold, I have, carved your, I have carved your name in the palm of my hand. <laughs> Excuse me. It's all right, man. It's okay. But uh, this was in... Uh, the middle 80s, and I, I got back to, I had uh, one of those uh, three Bible deals, I forget the name, Newing, New Version, this, several versions. Right, I, right, I, right. I, I tried NIV, to find KJV. Yeah, all, all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> right. And I tried to find uh, this 
in there, and none of them, they had inscribed or written or something like that, but this was the, the uh, Jewish Bible. You know, it come from the Jewish Bible. It, it was a Jewish cemetery. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you know, the Holy Spirit works in, uh, in our lives, and, and, and most of the time we don't, we Brush don't, it off. We, don't, we brush it off. We don't even pay attention to it. Absolutely. And, I did, and, and this, this really impressed me. I love this. It's in the book. This is in the book, too. But nonetheless, when my mama, when my mother died, uh, and I had a wonderful opportunity to speak mm-hmm. at uh, her funeral, and she had, she had a difficult time raising eight children with a wayward daddy wayward husband so she uh, uh, I I said uh, you know, I I told about being in Ennis and, and this, uh, Isaiah 49 15 I believe is the scripture mm-hmm. and I said and, and I can just see my mother struggling raising children and God carving her name, saying Molly Bell, Molly Bell, Molly Bell. That was her name, mm-hmm. Molly Bell. So <clears throat> I could just, uh, I said that at, at her funeral, you know, and, and I could just feel it and see it. But see, the Holy Spirit gave me that 12 years prior to that. And he, right. told, he told me, he said, Jerry, go to stop there at that, that um, prayer garden. I got something I want you to see. So finally I did. Right. And the result of it was I was able to share that at my mother's funeral and it was so applicable because the Holy Spirit gave it to me and told me to do it. Right, right. So I don't know if that's the answer to your question. Man, but, but that's that, good, man. That's yeah, good. Because yeah. a lot of people, you know, uh they, you know, they don't pay attention to the Holy Spirit. You yes. know, a lot of times we, we brush it off. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And when we brush it off, we lose. Absolutely. We lose. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Well, I've I, I enjoyed visiting with you. Man, so always do. Very inspiring. You know, you're in your 70s and wrote your first book. So leaders out there, you know, it's never too late. All you, reti- all you retired leaders that's listening to this show, you know, it's never too late to tell your story. It's never too late. No, sir. All right. Well, we thank you for listening to the Icon. You're welcome. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Icon Leadership Podcast. You can find the show anywhere you get your podcast. You can find us at roguemedianetwork.com or you can email us at iconleadership at gmail.com or our website, which is iconleadership.org.